Hey, hey guys, hey guys, hey guys. You know what's gonna happen tonight? What? We're gonna have a great show. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All-Star Comics Podcast, powered by Horizon Comics. I am your host, Jonathan Cote, and joining me on the panel tonight are... Dusty. <laughs> Roger May. And Johnny Morales. Producing, as always, is Matt Lubick. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Thank you. Uh, if this is your first time listening to us, we are a uh, review and spoilery podcast, so beware. We'll try to give you enough heads up if we're going to spoil something. We typically review a Marvel book, a DC book, and an independent book. Uh, we review a graphic novel, we do trivia, and we try to let you know what's coming out and do some news, which I just realized we really didn't look into a whole lot of news. Oh, I think we I have got like, you on that. Hold yeah, on. I know you sent something to the group earlier yesterday. Oh, numbers. Yeah, but that's not exciting news. There was other news that I'm trying to remember that I forgot to send to the group. Anyway, oh Brian Michael Bendis on Action 1000. Yep. Yeah, he's doing a backup story. primary writer. No. No. Doing a backup. See that yeah. was dumb bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I wasn't I tr- born yesterday, Johnny. I, I tried yanking Jonathan's chain hard. Yeah, it didn't work. I was in the middle of a lesson, so I was very like, mm, no. <laughs> 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 this is not happening today. Anyway, um. So without further ado, Johnny, yes, tell us about the Marvel book. Yes, for the Marvel book, we read uh, Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, number 299, uh, by Chip Zdarsky. Wait, what? what? Hold on. Was it seriously 299? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, God. I believe it. I don't know how they got the math for <laughs> Next that. Next month, issue no, 300. That might be close to actually what Spectacular was at. Do they do they have the list in the back I for have this no idea. one that shows all the books that uh, don't think so. they used for their... They're magical. Numbers. Oh, it doesn't matter. Just, just, just go, Johnny. Pitch the book. Yeah, I didn't. Re- I didn't uh, even look at the number when I read it. I just opened it up. That's how it should be done. Like, who cares? Who cares? Chip Zdarsky and uh, Adam Kuber and Justin Fr- Frigeri. Um, this uh, follows uh, Spider-Man, uh, basically teaming up with Black Panther uh, for a bit um, cool. to stop the Tinkerer from getting this uh, virus that is in. Uh, is that? Uh, what's her name? Silk? No. No, that's Silk someone else. Is Cindy Moon. Oh, okay. Um, this is to. Ter- uh, that's his sort of half sister. Yeah, Teresa Durand. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, Teresa Durand has access to like this weird um information that could take that's down in her blood. Yeah, that could yeah. take down heroes and villains alike, and everybody kind of wants a piece of her. Uh, and that's the uh, story in uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. Anybody want to field this? <laughs> <laughs> was it that bad? No, it wasn't, it wasn't even that it was bad. No, um, it's uh, look, it's you can understand what's going on, and the art's consistent all the way through. So, like I was talking about my like criteria, my new criteria of rating things earlier. Point one and point two. Point one and two were met. Okay, now did it did it hook me and make me feel like I need to keep reading on this? Not really. Like, there's a lot of great kind of like little Spider-Man one-liners that are said throughout the book. But my biggest gripe is that the summary page, they were trying to get cute and sarcastic and whatnot. And it didn't set up and kind of catch you up in the way that I think it should because there's a lot that happens in this book. There's a lot that happened before this book or this issue. So my biggest gripe really is the the summary page should have been a little bit more um, informative as opposed to what they put out. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I thought that the story was uh, fine. Um, you know, it's it's a fun story. 
Um, Spider-Man's being quippy, a little bit more quippy than usual, but I think that's just uh, Sadarsky. Yeah, it's very much Sadarsky. Um, and like I said, the the story's fine. It's I I think I don't want to read a Tinker book. That's the thing. Like I I don't see him that strong, you know, of a villain or anything like that. Um, I mean, the, kudos to Sadarsky for taking a chance and trying to make the Tinkerer scary. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because, like, back when it came out, the Tinker was, like, an issue 10 or something like that. And, you know, it was it was scary. It was this guy that can use uh, his knowledge of, of robots and, and things like that to take down Spider-Man. Right now, you know, Spider-Man's gone up against Venom and uh, Carnage and the Green Goblin. And, you know, he's died many times. So the Tinker doesn't seem like that big of a deal. And I think they're trying to... Um, heightened the stakes by having um, what was her name? Teresa. Teresa Durand, uh, you know, and having her access to take down everybody. Um, but it feels like it's not that important. You know, it, it doesn't feel like a high stakes book. I I feel like this is kind of a filler story arc. Maybe you know, it's like oh, let's do a fun story arc with the tanker. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's just. Not something I want to read. A couple of issues ago, like uh, the whole thing with Spider-Man and J. Jonah Jameson, I was like, oh, this is the book I want to read. But right now it feels like they're in kind of like filler, you know, mode. Yeah, well, I don't I, – I, I, I get the same sense, but I don't think it's a filler story arc because it's the issue before issue 300. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right so about that. So it, it's supposed to be, Big, you know, consequential – <laughs> and know? I mean, like in in the solicits for three hundred, they said like something big happens, but you know, anybody could say that about anything. Well, Marvel says it every week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, every event. Yeah, yeah. So like, my thinking is uh, Melissa Duran's gonna die on in issue three hundred, but I think we just met her um, at the beginning of this at series. the beginning of the series. So it's well, in some well, they had gotten a blood sample. Oh, you know what? J. Jonah Jameson's gonna die. That's my prediction. Or a guess. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Why does he uh, have to die? I, it, something has to happen, they said. Like, something big's going to happen, so that's a death or something else. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's all they one-trick pony. Yeah, thing that's all me. they can do, dude. I just... That's what I'm kind of sick of, is yeah. like, oh, well, our biggest shocker... Someone will is, die. Is, let's kill a character, yeah. and I think you can yeah. do better than that. What were you saying, Roger? I don't know. It probably <laughs> wasn't important. <laughs> I... It's you know the book is fun. Yeah. Um. I there's know, nothing wrong I, with it. Really. I, I enjoyed reading it. It didn't really make me want to continue reading it. Um. I agree. I think the the Jonah Jameson story with him sitting down and uh, and Pete revealing yeah who he was. Well, the spoilers in the previous issue or a couple yeah, issues well, ago. Yeah. Well, it was like five issues ago. Oh, okay. Um, so. Well, when actually I don't know whenever Marvel rebooted to the to the legacy numbering I don't know it it was it was a few months ago um that I mean that was a great story it was it was you know more inspired storytelling I think um Zdarsky did a way way better job on Marvel 2 and 1 mm-hmm. um this I think he has a job to do and he's doing it to the best of his ability um and it's okay yeah I feel like we might get that Sadarsky again from Marvel 2 and 1 and from, like, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. I think it was, like, 11 or something like that. Yeah. Or 7. Um, we might get that in issue 300, you know, trying to 
because because he's a good writer he's a, a capable writer we've seen that with two and one and, <clears throat> and um uh, Spider-Man and Howard the Duck and uh, other things that Did he's written. Did you just say Howard the Duck? Howard the Duck is really good. Oh, my God. Anyway. What universe are we living in? <laughs> Dusty, what did you think? So, yeah, I read uh, Spider-Man 299. <laughs> <laughs> and you really liked it, apparently. <laughs> uh, one, one of these days, I'm going to find a good Marvel book for, for Dusty to read. <laughs> He doesn't believe me that there are great Marvel stories out there. I know you don't believe me. Um, there are. There are. There are. It's it's fine. It it was a story, but it. <laughs> I didn't feel like reading it when I was reading it, and I didn't want to continue. But if I was reading throughout the series, maybe I would be more interested in it. But um, yeah, I give it a three, for sure. <laughs> All right, and that's sure, Roger. That's yeah. I mean, that's about where I'm at. It's two and a half to three. I'll go three just because the arts. It, the art's great. Yeah, Hubert. Um, so. And I don't think uh, I wouldn't say great, but it wasn't. You don't like Hubert? Well, I'm not gonna say it was horrible, but it wasn't great. I loved it. I think. I mean, I think it's typical comic art. Yeah, you know. I think um, that that's. That's actually, I mean, where's our graphic now? I, I would say typical high end. Well, Great. this is, but that's, the, hey, look, that's no, not. when we get the, the, the graphic novel art is. Is freaking wine and cheese art. That's, <laughs> that's well, and it's great. Don't it's throw, great. Don't throw around but the it's word different... great when we're talking about the Spider-Man. I mean, it was okay. It was comic book art. It's just, it's okay. Yeah. See, the it's thing fine. is, fine. But the thing is, well, I think like, it's great too. It's yeah. a different style. It's a completely different style. It's and it's, it's it's high end comic art, like yeah. you know, Jim Lee, Ivan Reyes, Tony Daniel. You know those guys. Kubert is he belongs in that. He's a master class. You have yeah, Um, yeah. Because like you said, it it is um, like a typical um, superhero comic art, right? Um, Like with uh, Tocini, I I don't think I would call that great because I simply don't like it. Because but that's the thing; it's all subjective. Sure. Um, You know, uh, but this this is good. I think the inking is a little bit darker here, um, making Kubert and uh, whoever is the colorist um, kind of very dark in some areas um like over here uh, and things like that i i just thought whoever did the inking had a heavy hand um but other than that the art is consistent and it's really good um not my type of art but you know i can agree that it's really good um coming into like comic books recently in my life and not being like oh i'm an expert at this and i've seen so many different artworks and everything Reading this book, the art didn't spark me. It's it, I, it was very generic. I can't really pick it apart. It was uh, it it was kind of I don't know the color. The color I would agree was definitely heavy, but it just it was just basic comic book art. I it wasn't bad. It yeah. didn't. I mean, I followed the story. It was fine. I wouldn't say it was great. I mean, there's there's art that's a great art. Yeah. Don't go throwing that word around like it's something. 
Like that, no, I, I that can, was, that was super basic. And that's coming can, from someone who's not like, if I'm new into this, that art should grab me like Terry Moore or, yeah. or I can uh, see where Dusty's coming from. Cause I mean, the way that I kind of see the DC artists like Tony Daniel, Ivan, well, Ivan race is better than Tony Daniel, but anyway, um, <laughs> you're so uh, full of crap, Johnny. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Tony Daniel and you know, Jim Lee, the stuff that I don't particularly like, I think that's what you're you would love them if they were all on indie books that nobody read no because it, yes it, you would because like dusty yes, says you it would, looks johnny it, it looks that's your m-o i got you son like dusty said it looks generic you not know? even yes not even. like i can uh, uh, agree with you with jason fabok uh ivan race th- those are i like those oh better. Uh, you're gonna get roasted later son let's do this <laughs> all right what's your rating um a three i didn't it's okay Roger, um, I'll go with three. Yeah, and I, and I do think it's I think it's great comic book art. There's yeah. a lot of different styles, and you yeah. can't you can take one particular style and say, man, that speaks to me, and it's awesome, and it's great. But there are so many different styles, you know. It's like, look, you say Terry Moore's great. I agree, but one of Terry Moore's problems is all his women look the same. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. His main, his 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 main character women in all of his different stories look, look the same. They look like Rachel from you Rachel know? Rising, yeah. right? They, you know, and so it's like, uh, what? Well, I happen to think that look is pretty pleasing, so I'm not gonna <laughs> knock him too much, you know. But you know, I and maybe I do he does think, it for a reason. Um, you know that this classic comic book art is you know it, it it's cool i love it you is know it, and i and i do think it's great is it andy or adam but it's adam oh he's at dc oh okay you don't have to defend it it's it's decent art <laughs> it's not great <laughs> i'm gonna die. you know you know but again well there's let's this, move there's on next but well, I, I would pull a, in i would pull in uh I, i'm gonna play the invincible card then you know how do you like the art in Invincible? Uh, is it same great? thing. No, 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 no. I it, wouldn't it's say. So is great. No, no. no oh no, my no. god. No, no, no. Look. Um, so, I it's yeah. it's so good. It's really good. It is really good. But um, I don't know. Like my idea of great isn't. Your idea of great is the word amazing. <laughs> I think. Oh, okay. See, like, I think it's great. I can I can look at different styles, okay? Yeah. And and say every one of them is great even though they're different. So, you know. Uh, all right. Maybe I don't I don't give the blue ribbon to all the kids that make it past the finish line. <laughs> oh man. Let's let's just <laughs> let's just put it that way. Because uh, I think there's I mean, I, I I don't know. Maybe it's because Do you I, think Picasso's great? No. <laughs> Okay, a lot of people do. Now I understand. Look, Rembrandt. I I studied art uh, many years. It was my favorite thing. I okay. can actually draw pretty well myself. Okay, it's not something I do very often anymore because I read more than I draw. But th- there's a huge difference. If you're gonna like, great is great. Do you? Need, but great I, is different for everybody. Great is subjective. I, I know, and I I completely agree. Uh-huh. So, but and. In my opinion, this this art is good comic book art. Mm-hmm. Ryan Otley does good comic book art. Am I going to say he's a great comic book artist? 
Oh, I uh, I'd sometimes will I think he has I sometimes I think he has great moments, but sometimes I've even went through Invincible and thought, uh, you know, like some of it feels rushed, some of it's amazing, some of it's not. But you know, if you're gonna say it's great art, then you're gonna put it all together, and it all better be great at every time, right? It, it, Invincible for me, and and I think anybody that reads that would have to agree. And we're not even doing an Invincible review. <laughs> but it's just sometimes sometimes the art does fall a little basic and then comes back into like something else. It does. It has its waves. I don't think that we'll diminishes the talent of the artist. I though. never said it did. <laughs> don't don't put words into my mouth. Like I, 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 I never said Ollie wasn't wasn't a great artist. I I didn't say that. There's just you know, you were defending that that the Spider-Man art art was great comic book art. It's it's fine. I, I'm not gonna say that, but but just coming into it and looking at it, you know, based on my experience with comic books, and it isn't like looking at it from like a, you know, like oh, I'm a comic book nerd. I'm gonna look at all this art and I'm gonna critique it because I've been doing this for 20 years. No, I just came in and I just started reading this, and Spider-Man didn't grab me. I just went, oh, it's fine. It it pulled the story well. It wasn't. It didn't stand out. It 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 felt. I agree with Johnny. It felt a little heavy. But other than that, it was it was whatever. It wasn't Ryan Otley. It's pretty great. <laughs> let's uh, let's 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 move on. Thank you. Oh All right. my god. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's pitching? What? That's you, Roger. Strangers in Paradise XXV. Twenty-five. Uh, celebrating the twenty-fifth anniversary since the launch of the original Strangers in Paradise, written and drawn by uh, Terry Moore. Uh, no colorist because there's no color um and okay so uh it's been so long since i've read strangers in paradise dusty will have you back you'll have to finish before the next time you come on (laughs) that's a lot of and then we can talk about (laughs) it i don't have that much time but um (laughs) we pick up in this book with kachu uh, from the, stra- the original Strangers to Paradise series, on the trail of Laura, who is now Stephanie, living a double life with a new husband and a cat. Uh, and let's see, uh, Kachu is trying to find. Oh, what's her name again? Laura. Laura. <laughs> Stephanie. Well, is it Laura? Stay. It's Laura. Is it's Kachu Laura, the right? other woman that stole the phone? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. So, um, okay, real quick. She's trying. She's trying to find her because there was a collider ex- uh, explosion. This is in the original Stranger Things, or Str- Stranger Stranger in Paradise. <laughs> Sorry, I don't remember that being in. What the was original. the original Strangers in Paradise about? It's a slice of life book. Slice of life book. Okay, so yeah. we're taking like a huge, like I don't yeah. want to say departure, I, I but I a huge leap say, yeah. left. From what that book was. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've forgotten more of that series than I remember. Okay. Sad to say, but true. Um, but in this book, uh, Laura has the dirt on Kachu and, and her friends that could put them away for a long time. And Kachu is trying to find Laura uh, to get the information back. And she's now going to enlist the help of her new husband, who has no idea that Stephanie slash Laura is has led a double life, and it's awesome. Yeah, go ahead, Dusty. Dusty. 
Don't you wish you collected the Strangers in Paradise thing so you could go back and reread it? I don't collect things. <laughs> I know, but I try it, to sell them. <laughs> see, here's here's that's my point because you've always said that to me, and now I think you're like, well, I forgot so much of it, but I think you'd probably want to go back and reread it, would you not? That would take a while. It doesn't matter if it would take a while. I know it would take a while. I just bought the books from you. It's going to take me a while. But I'm saying to you, would you not ever want to reread it? Uh, yes, I would. But there's so much good stuff to read. I would rather. It's been it's been probably ten years since I've read Strangers in Paradise, and and I'm good with that. I can say honestly, great story. Love Terry Moore. You know, great art, great, great art. That's going to be our stinger tonight, guys. We're going to go back and do just great, great, great. Like everything's going to be great. Is, that, uh, <laughs> is the Strangers of Paradise art getting going to get better? Because right now no. it's subpar. I'm like, it's, I'm, I'm halfway further through. The oh, in, in the original subpar. Strangers of Paradise. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah, no, this it gets art better. is more like, like, uh, Rachel Rising, Rachel Rising art. Thank you. Yeah. Which no, is super crazy because him. I was like, did they take right to rising characters and put them in this? That's book? exactly what it looks I, like. I was like, what is going on here? Did they like make it? Well, they did. Well, you know, all of this is in the same world. Terry Moore has this cohesive world because another series that he started that I never finished was Echo. Okay. Oh, right. And Echo, um, Strangers in Paradise was kind of his foray and just a slice of life book. And then he did Echo which was his foray into science fiction. Mm -hmm. And then he did Rachel Rising, which was horror, okay? And so he's kind of dabbling in different genres, you know? Mm -hmm. But all of these things take place in the same world. Morverse. Echo, yeah. Echo was very (laughs) (laughs) sci-fi. And, you know, you had government installations making super secret, you know, weapons and stuff like this. Um, and, And I'm wondering whether or not some of the elements in this book actually took place in Echo because I know that he's connected his different storylines hmm. in the other books. Okay. So like in Rachel Rising, there there are panels that call back to Strangers in Paradise. Okay. You'll get to that, and, and you'll get to that you point. You should definitely you'll go, I, do that. It's the exact same page. The exact same page from Strangers in Paradise is in Rachel Rising. And when you get to that point, you'll go, oh, I remember this. And then you'll go grab your Rachel Rising books and find it and go, oh, that's really weird. That's cool. So um, I wonder whether or not this book is tying together Strangers in Paradise and Echo. I'm not sure. Again, I would have to go back and reread them. And I would. This book's really good. (laughs) I don't don't know any, like, beyond, like, so, like, with, with Rachel Rising, when we reviewed that, I think this bears repeating, uh, I got loaned the Omnibus, which is like the complete collection, and I was only supposed to read what would be the first story arc, which is like 128 pages for six issues, essentially, I think. Yeah. I ended up getting it to, uh, like, I just kept reading, and I got up to page 408, which is about halfway through the Omnibus. Cause, which is awesome. That's awesome. Like, and I did that in two sittings, okay? That's how, like, much I just got hooked by... Terry Moore and his style and yeah. his just in Rachel Rising. I was like, this is amazing. So when we were doing this, I was like, this feels a lot like the same that feeling that I got when I first started reading Rachel Rising. So 
I don't know what the heck's going on in this book because I never read Strangers in Paradise, but I don't care because it was just like, I need to read this. So I would agree with that 100%. Yeah. Like I, without, you know, I, and I have started uh, Strangers in Paradise, but being halfway through the first book, you know, I, I have no idea what's going on because what is there, six or seven of them? Uh, and it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, there, you have the collection. You have a six volumes, but, yeah. which I think is actually like twelve volumes. Mm-hmm. I think yours collect two at a time. But anyway, yeah, there's there's a lot of story there. Right. So being halfway through the first book doesn't mean anything when you have six or seven <laughs> books. Yeah, to it's it, but, like it's like twice as long as Rachel Rising. Uh, Freaking e- easy, easy, twice as long. But it, it, at any rate, so um, reading this. You know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm taking a risk because I'm jumping ahead and I'm going to find out things maybe I don't want to know, you know, about the end of Stranger's Paradise or whatever, you know, but I just, I read it and and it was awesome. And just as Jonathan said, it was like, I don't really care. I didn't, I, I wasn't really sure what was going on, but it was one of those things like as soon as you open the page and start reading, you dropped into the story and you're hooked. Like you just have to find out what the heck's going on because you're hooked. And that's one of the things that Terry Moore does very well. And one of the things I like, I think he does this, like I guess all the time is all of his issues start with like an image from later on. And you're like, what is going on with this? And then you get to that image and and it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a quote. I love that. That's just like, oh, this guy clearly thinks about what he's doing. He's so. he's definitely a natural born storyteller. Yeah, you know, and it and he he reminds me so much of Jeff Lemire because he's he's both the artist and the writer. Okay, and I think that one of the thing that 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 he he understands more than than most writers do is that the art is essential to the storytelling, and there are so many uh, places in in his works where you can have panel after panel after panel with no dialogue that's like pacing the story out and the art is tell is is really telling the story you know mm-hmm. um and he's he's very much like jeff lemire in that regard because jeff lemire uses the art to to pace the story as well as tell the story one of my jeff favorite lemire things like more hmm? or is jeff lemire like terry Moore? both i mean terry, <laughs> terry moore's been around longer yeah so um, not to knock either of them but i think a lot of the 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 truly great uh artist slash writer creators do that are able to do that you know they they get it and they're so rare what were you saying dusty no that i mean that's it it's it's amazing to actually go through a story and have you know that's one of my favorite things and i've been on this podcast before and johnny and i have talked about the art you know being very important to the story and i uh so to have art you know that good that can just tell the story without any words and not even just like one or two little panels but sometimes page after page after page and it's not something like you know people to be like oh you just pass over really quick and go to the dialogue no it's like no you really you want to study every panel in the art because there, he's telling something in every single right. panel. So it, it's not art that you want to bypass. It's art that you actually enjoy sitting down and, and you know, kind of soaking in and, and letting the story evolve through the art. 
that's one of my favorite things. But again, I will say, you know, his his lead characters do kind of run together and look a, a, an awful lot alike between the different stories. Now that's where having a colorist could probably delineate how some of them look because everything's black and white. Yeah. But either way, um, when you're reading the story, absolutely. you get it. Yeah. So it's like maybe well, most he's of the characters just, in Walking Dead don't look like one another. <laughs> yes. Right. I, so, I agree. But then I, I think, all right, it's something Terry Moore that's actually doing because you can't tell me you got an artist that good who's not doing this on purpose. So he's oh. following he's following somebody's look and putting them in every all of his stories, yeah. which you know that in itself is kind of cool as well. And as long as you're into the story, you can bypass the fact that they, you know, look everybody looks similar to somebody else if you look hard enough. So if you can just get past it and don't really yeah creep out but, about but it. But sometimes his women look the same in the same series or even the same. Yeah, issue. absolutely. I had that issue in, Ra- <laughs> uh, in Rachel I mean, Rising. When I read this, yeah, thank God Rachel's eyes were bloodshot. <laughs> I know because it was. A you, long always time you, you always knew. You always knew it was Rachel. <laughs> you might get a couple others mixed up, but <laughs> I, I not admit it. Like I definitely had to reread a few panels to to figure out who was saying what for a minute. I'm like, wait, who's saying this? Because these these look the same. See, because, I mean, even when reading this, um, he uses uh, darker hair for this girl, uh, Stephanie, and then uh, the other one, lighter hair. But when I flipped through it quickly, I thought it was the same girl, like this one leaving. And then I was like, oh, she's coming back for some reason. Why? I was like, oh, no, that's a that's the different. Girl. Right, right, right. But see, for, for me, I, I don't care because it makes me study it all the more yeah, that's right and I, I, I just kind of start to like lean in it. and take it all in a little bit more yeah. and I, I it makes me appreciate his style in a weird way even more um so i it's one of those things that i i just i don't care yeah, sometimes people do have a habit i mean I, I live with two people that read comic books very very quickly and i don't think they soak in the art I mean, I'm not a I'm not a super fast reader, but I can read at an okay pace. But it takes me a long time to read any comic book because I really do soak in the art to follow the story along. Right. And with the Terry Moore stuff, and and I agree with Jonathan on this one. Sometimes it's like uh, I need to spend more time looking just to right. figure well, out who this person is, yeah, and right. then well, you just find yourself studying like all if you of go, them. Oh, I need to go back a few pages. That's not a bad thing. No, no, no you're that's not good, like, oh, it's like, shoot, this really know, bothers me. I don't like, like, no, no, I don't, no. Like, if it takes me an hour to read this book, I don't care. Yeah, I right. read it three times. I don't care because it's beautiful to look at. And, yep. Um, and I, th- I think that his books are are ones where if you go back and reread it, you'll you'll definitely catch more stuff that you didn't catch the first time. I agree. You know. Uh, I think I have to read Strangers in Paradise because this kind of did not much to hook me. Um, I felt like I was trying to keep reading so I can see, like, oh, where is he taking the story? Because right now I do not care. Um, That's interesting because I think that Strangers in Paradise is definitely your kind of book. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, like, right now, like, this story, uh, all that this story is to me right now is um, this girl had a, a secret life, you know, and she left. And there's this blonde girl that's looking after her. Like, right now, that's not interesting. And then with all the Parker stuff and the the sci-fi and whatever, I'm like, where are you going with this? Because I do not care right now. Because well, this is not this is not a slice of life book. Mm-hmm. You do not get the sense that this is more like his spy thriller yeah. book, you know? 
Um, Strangers in Paradise is very much about this girl's life. You know, one of them is is wealthy. You know, had a you know an inheritance and stuff, and they're living together. And there's gay characters, and there's you know just them living their life. And dealing, that sounds like my type of book. And just dealing with stuff. Uh-huh. But it's uh, crazy stuff. It, like it's not normal. Like it's a drama book. No, yes, it, it's it's there's high drama. That sounds like my type there. of book. Yeah, yeah, but like, I didn't get that much from this single issue, and I think that's why I didn't particularly like this issue. Apart from I couldn't tell most characters apart, um, it didn't do anything to hook me. But the way that you described the original Stranger Paradise, I might go ahead and go back to I that one. I think you'd like it. Yeah, probably. A lot of people have told me so. Let's rate this thing. Sure. Uh, I'll give it a three and a half. Roger. Five. Dusty. Mm, I would definitely give it a five for sure. I would give it a five too. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the book. Amazing so. story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Johnny, I don't really know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, yeah. because Nobody it, ever does. It was like, I mean, seriously, when you start reading the book, you're just like, whether, you, whether you've read Strangers of Paradise or not, and that's kind of the thing is like I was trying not to find a, a link between the two because I didn't want to ruin the original mm-hmm. because I'm going to read it. I'm, I've already started it, and it didn't have anything to do with it. So I just, it was like, okay, well, these characters kind of look like uh, Rachel Rising because I'm just finishing that book, which I have with me now because I'm reading it. Um, but I just started reading it as its own thing. It's like, oh, it's cool because it starts out like, oh, this chick's just having a normal day and her husband got her, her boyfriend got her, you know, SIM card taken and all of a sudden she's got a to-go bag and she's taken off and yeah. she's like, you know, See, you got to come with. I mean, that that pulls me. I don't, you're I saying like, like none that in, of that. I feel like I've seen that somewhere else. Like, oh, this person said that, you know. You the, see it everywhere. Yeah. All oh, stories yeah. you can say you can saw no, everywhere. There's, a, there's How much more are you going to pick out new stuff? Like, it, there's always like it's, some sort of like. It's, an, it's a different angle. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, right. this didn't do anything to hook me. Um, because to hook you? Yeah, because like the cool whip. Yes, cool whip. <laughs> um, we need to move on. So you need to finish yeah, your thoughts yeah. so we can get to the next. It, it, it didn't do anything to hook me because uh, I don't know these characters. I don't care about these characters. Why do I care that she's leaving this guy that I don't know anything about? Well, and, th- and that was part of yeah the the I hook mean, for me was knowing these characters because oh we're getting into yeah. You know, some high adventure with the, you yeah. know, that's cool. I like it. So I, I get yeah, it. Maybe if he elaborated on who these characters were a little bit, then I would like it more. But I don't he know. He did I, for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, you can go yeah. back and, and start that. All right, first. Dusty, tell us about the DC book. Uh, Damage. So written by Daniel, first name. Oh, no. Uh, Art is by Tony Daniel. Oh. Written by right. Robert Venditti. For the new age of superheroes, they flipped who gets first credit thank you so much appreciate it no problem uh yeah and then uh what do you how do you say that mickey 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 yeah and then maury so um yeah i mean it was it was pretty good book so i uh, my only thing about this or my only hang up my my only thought reading the whole book and i i don't really like to describe the stories um just because you'll know when you read it. It's a really good story. It With is a good story. That great comic art. It, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I did kind of feel like they were, I don't know, recreating Doomsday or something in a 
I don't know, and make him a positive way. I just felt like the character and the art and the movement and everything about this guy was uh, kind of doomsday-ish, which... Well, he's very Hulkish. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't... I don't know. It didn't... I guess I can say it really didn't bother me that bad. I mean, it... hook you? I have no idea what you're talking about. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was What's good. What's it about? Um, so they have this soldier that they're doing this experiment about. So they, they want to make this guy to, uh, basically save soldiers. So they're going to make this soldier into the super soldier that can go in and, and do damage without having any of the other soldiers be injured. So he basically just kind of like takes the brunt of everything. So now he's going out and doing his own thing. Uh yeah, I like so that. the main character is Ethan Avery. <laughs> so <laughs> and he gets, and he gets he turned gets into damage. Turned into damage for how long? Twenty four hours. One no. hour. Uh, one, one hour. Sorry, one hour. But he has another uh, a charge cycle for twenty four hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Until he can turn into him again. Yeah, yeah. We kind of we kind of yeah. get thrust into the middle of everything with this because something went wrong. They're transporting him, and he turns into damage on the plane and wrecks the plane, and everybody right. but one soldier dies. <laughs> something always so goes now wrong. He's, yeah. So now he's on the loose somewhere uh, throughout America, you know, and they're trying to pick up and clean up all the damage that damage did. Mm -hmm. And then it's really funny that one of the soldiers comes out and is like, I'm going to get you. And then it like damage beats him. And then he's like, but but then he's like, no, no, don't kill me. Don't kill me. And then damage doesn't. Then he's like, Oh, that's why I should have been damaged. Cause you can't finish the job. It's like fool. If you had to finish the job, you'd have been dead. Stupid. Like, what are you, (laughs) what are you even opening your mouth for? But no, it was, it was good, man. I like, I, uh, it was definitely a fun story to read. It kept me it, all the way through it. And then when it was all done, I was just like, oh, like, it definitely could have kept going. And I wasn't sure that I was going to really dig this because I saw the advertisement for these reading metal and, and the other DCs mm-hmm. there, you know, because they were going to bring out these new characters and things. But I actually think that I would probably follow this one for sure because it, it definitely hooked me. Uh, it, yeah, it was it was definitely good. Johnny's doing take just a second Johnny's doing the fold out covers on these okay my first impression of these is I freaking hate them (laughs) okay yeah this is not normal it's you know it's a mess what are they trying to do however they are creating this like panoramic you know uh, connectivity between these and uh, I assume the other number ones. Yeah, th- they can't continue doing this. No, I think it's. For but the in the end, you're going to be able to, you know, piece Put these together and have double sided posters because you have partial images on the inside and the outside. Okay, it's like on the the front cover side, you have at the bottom there's Harley Quinn, you know, laying in the hand of. Who is that? Giant woman? Giganta. Okay. Well, what it is is it's it's motion. You see him falling from the plane, turning into damage, landing, and then that's from the impact of him stopping the Suicide Squad. Okay, so those aren't going to be connecting, or they will be. It I still looks will. like connecting to me. I think they are going to connect, especially on the on the opposite side too, because that's for yeah. the mortal men, right? So, um, 
I think it will be connecting, but I'm just saying like the 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 vertical image is yeah him falling. Yeah. Now, look, nobody's gonna tear these covers off. No. <laughs> no well, very few people. I would. Yeah. Maybe I should. Maybe I should make posters <laughs> in the shop. So yeah. Think about that. They may buy more to piece them together, but then still keep their number one. Maybe. So maybe. I mean, like, that's a good the ploy. Thing is, the, the the posters and comics they never really work because you're well you're taking pages out of the comic and most of the time you have to kind of tape them together for them to work right right, right. okay we're spending too much time anyway. talking about posters i want to yes, talk about i agree the I, story i really like the story did you until the suicide squad showed up why i don't know i don't like the suicide squad okay I, well th- maybe <laughs> damage is gonna wreck all of them oh hopefully because I, mean, I, I that's the image they're portraying right here yeah i i think um, this was uh, very well told. Uh, the art's uh, really good. Um, There's a lot of big splash, double yeah. splash that I really enjoyed throughout yeah. this whole thing. And and it didn't seem uh, rushed uh, like uh, you know sometimes um, very detailed artists can get uh, can be rushed. Um, I didn't say anything, Jonathan. <laughs> um, I just love how when you get crappy about like really good artists. <laughs> no, no, no. He he's good. He's good. It's just sometimes they they they're rushed. Um, well, Tony <clears throat> is a detail guy. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Yeah, yeah and there's plenty of detail. Yeah, it's, oh he's he's, uh, you know, it's it's not David Finch, so at least that's good. Um, <laughs> anyway, I do love me some Finch. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just um, like when I saw Amanda Waller and the Suicide Squad, I was like, ah, I don't want to read a story with them, and especially since the Suicide Squad like uh, came and showed up and posed like the Ginyu Force. I I <laughs> love that for one because I kind of <laughs> thought the same thing. But, um, and you get Gigantis kneecaps. In yeah. There. But one of the things I, I think that they're trying to do with that, because yeah. it's the new age of, <clears throat> of you know heroes, is they're right. trying to link everything together and show you that these characters now coexist in within the, the larger universe, yeah. universe. And so what we might be getting there is because Amanda Waller has her little Black Ops kill squad, they have to go head to head with you know the the ar- I think it's the army that that Ethan mm-hmm. uh, is a part of and Colonel uh, Jonas, you know, and so we're we're trying to link these things together and show that these exist within the same universe. They have existed and things like that without it being so like here's just this brand new character that we're throwing out of nowhere. You know, they have history. I think that's why they were doing that with Amanda Waller because clearly Colonel Jonas and Amanda Waller do not like each other. Right. Right. No, I mean it's definitely a an interesting story. I've never heard of Damage before. Is he Damage, a new character? He was mentioned in Metal. He was mentioned in Metal. He's a new character for all intents and purposes. With this, there was a Damage that was an older character, but it's no relation to what the new Damage hmm. is now. Yeah, I mean, like Robert Venditti can can write a hell of a story. Uh, he wrote um, Green Lanterns after. Um, Jeff Johns, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Green and Lantern he, after Jeff Johns, and yeah. he's got Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, and he wrote a bunch of stuff, I think, for Valiant, uh, maybe. EXO. Yes, yes. Um, EXO is so good. And another title, I mm-hmm. believe. Venditti is, a, is an underrated writer. He yeah, definitely. He does not get enough credit, in my opinion, because everything I've ever read by Robert Venditti, I've always been like, this is really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I was really excited for this team-up, this combo. Um so I, to me, I loved how big all the pages are for the most part. There's a lot of big splash, a lot of big panoramic shots, mm-hmm. and, and the paneling is very interesting. I had a lot of fun with this book. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, because, like, when I first looked at this book, I was like, oh, great, another obscure character, a DC character that I'm not going to care about. But you New don't, Age of Heroes is all new yeah, characters or like, n- new iterations of them. 
that that's that's awesome because um, in this book you don't have to know anything about nope. damage, and I think I really like that because I was like, oh, I can actually enjoy this story. I think we're gonna go on the journey of you mm-hmm. know who he is and what he's about. Now, Roger, when I when we were talking earlier, you had a couple of little nitpicks about the just the type of story because you originally said you thought yeah, well, look, this, I think it's I think it's a good comic. I don't think it's great. Um, it and now this great is. Art, though. Great art. Yeah. Great comic book art. <laughs> the dusty side on me. Um No, the the problem that I have with this book is just conceptual, okay? Because I think that when I in reading this story and looking at this character and and going forward what I see is one dilemma story after another. You know, the guy can, he can turn into damage and he can stay damaged for an hour. So once he turns into damage, the clock, he's on the clock. You know, got it, you know, I got to wreck this stuff in the next hour. Uh, when he turns human, now in this case, because he escaped from the army, okay, and now the army's hunting him and the suicide squad's hunting him. So. He has 20, 23 hours, 24 hours before he can go damage again. Um, and so he's vulnerable as a human. Well, and he is a soldier. So I'm hoping that what they balance out is him being kind of an awesome soldier, why he got picked to be damaged. Yeah. Yeah. Versus him like, sure. ah, clock's over. And then he can, yeah. you know, so I think that would be. But at, at the end of the day, you're still, you're on the clock, you're off the clock. Yeah. You know, you got to get the job done. You, you know, you got to you know wait it's like oh we need damage sorry i've got five hours left okay <laughs> so yeah. i'm gonna go i'm gonna go grab some breakfast and you know yeah. ho- hope that it doesn't end before then so i'm like you know just conceptually i'm like i i'm not sure how much they can do well, I think with this could- character it's always a dilemma storyline i think you could turn it on whenever he wants as long as he recharges right yeah okay. but he's got an hour but right. if it's still if it's within that time i'll, I'll get to you dusty hold on <laughs> um now that's not to say that they can't look i trust venditti you, you guys are right he's a great storyteller mm-hmm. there's going to be some evolution of this character Absolutely. and this plot that's gonna thing. you know and, and but i think that this is one of those books that's going to take me a full first story arc to kind of get my my um, teeth around what they're gonna do with this series, and so I'm gonna have to reserve judgment on 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 those aspects that that I, I you know that I'm calling into question, Dusty. Uh, I definitely agree with you uh, as far as like getting more of the story to get more into it, but it, as far as the t- the timeline, like the 24 hours and stuff. Right now, I took that as like, okay, this just happened to him. This might be like the incubation period, and this this might be something they understand. You know, I, I feel like later on, as he evolves, like Johnny said, like he may be able to start to turn this on and off later it, yeah. on, and that might be something that might evolve later on in the book. That didn't concern me too much. I, it was kind of like, oh, this is cool because it puts a timeline on when they got to find him, so it puts like a pressure point, which makes you kind of like – Oh, are they gonna make it? And and at least I'm like, okay, so 
I read this one because initially when I saw the advertisements for this, I wasn't really like hip on it. But then, you know, I got to read it. So I was like, oh, cool. I'll read a couple more and see if it's something I want to get into. If, you know, if it falls short, it falls short. If it doesn't, right. you know, then yeah. I'm I'm into a pretty decent story. I'm guessing they had a pretty good pitch yeah. for this yeah. character to say, yeah, okay, we're going to include him in this lineup. I mean, DC, DC did, they, they put a lot behind this new age of DC heroes um, and tagging it with, you know, the Dark Knight's Metal logo and, you know, what it is. so we'll see. I think that there's, I think that there's going to be a lot more to come. And I think that the initial hook um, is, is strong enough to keep people on the first few issues. But I definitely think you're going to need some character evolution. Uh to keep people beyond that. Oh, for sure. You're on the first book. I love you know the, what I mean? I love the fact that he has a buzz cut. Like the army? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Even in his, like, damage form. One of the things that I, I was telling Dusty before the show. That's a good um, spread. Yeah, the spreads in this book are fantastic. Yeah. I really like It feels like you're just in this big widescreen movie. Um, but the, the cover... Um, Back at Comic-Con, when me and Blaine sat through the Masterclass panel and we waited out in the hall for, for all the, the the DC Masterclass artists to come out to, you know, so we could hopefully, you know, talk to him or whatever. Tony Daniel was on that panel. And um, he actually took the time to sit and kind of show us the works in progress to this main cover. Wow. So he we kind of, he showed us like the rough pencils of where he started. He's like, yeah, then I took this out and he swipes over and he's like, I moved this over here. And he was just, he Oh, that's took cool. The, he the took process? the time, yeah, to show us like all this. He didn't have to do that at all. Like we were just like, Tony, can we talk to you for a couple of minutes? He's like, yeah. And I was like asking him, you know, I just asked him a simple question. I was like, yeah, I'm really stoked about, you know, what you're doing. Um, damage seems like it's really cool. He's like, oh, well, check this out. And he just offered that. We didn't ask for that. And so he just was showing us like his process and how he tweaked the cover. And, and oh, just through. oh, just you guys, not not the no, panel. just me and Blake. oh, wow. Like he took that's the cool. time and talked to us for like 15, 20, like that's why like with Tony Daniel, he's one of those dudes like, dude, I'll yeah. support whatever book you're on because he was a nice guy. He took the time to like really connect with me and Blaine when he didn't have to. Right. right. That was on his own time. You got to respect so, that. You know, um, and I even, uh, I had, I had met, uh, not messed, but I commented on one of the images on, um, Instagram. And I was like, I don't know if you remember this, but like you showed us like this stuff, blah, blah, blah like a comic con. Like I just wanted to let you know i'm really stoked for the first issue and uh, i can't remember what else he's like yeah i remember that thanks for checking it out you know kind of thing so he's a class act dude and so that's one of the other reasons i'm really stoked to st just to support this book and uh, like why i had a lot of fun you know reading through it is it just he was a great dude to us as fans yeah and that made reading this even more kind of fun yeah the so, art to this first issue is really great so you guys want to rate it <coughs> Anything else you want to bring up? I'm going to die. Um, no, I think I think we're ready. Uh, I would give this a four. I really enjoyed it. Um, I would actually read an issue two. Wow. All yeah. right. I give it a four and a half. I would definitely read the ne next issue. And uh, the art was rad. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a synonym. Great. <laughs> I love where this is going. <laughs> Roger. Um, three and a half. I think the art's a five. Yeah. The storytelling, um, this, the storytelling's probably a four. Mm-hmm. So, 
how I get to three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just the conceptual okay? type things right. right now. I can't, I can't get past. I'm like, I, you know, and so for me, I'm like, I have so many doubts about this going forward. I really do think those will be resolved. I expect, you know, the, you know, if I were to review the first graphic novel, it would be four, four and a half. Um, if they, if they, if they live up to, you know, the potential and involve the characters and stuff. But this issue, I don't know. I can't get past my own reservations on it. I would give it a three and a half. I'm just going to give it a five because I love Tony Daniel. I love Robert Viditi. I had a lot of fun reading this book. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect beyond like, you know, the, the little pitches they gave me at Comic-Con for it. So it's a five for me. Ladies and gentlemen, the table is now rising on Jonathan's end. <laughs> <laughs> It's a family show, Dusty. <laughs> what would you guys rather have reviewed in, uh, in place of what? Uh, the new Doctor Strange book for um, the Spider-Man book. Uh, I think I would agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah for sure. Because yeah. we know that's good. Yeah, it knocks that out of the park. Uh, and then the new image series, uh, Ice Cream Man. I have no idea what that is. It's creepy. Is it? Um, I thumbed through it. It is creepy. That sounds as like my type of book. I meant to have read that by tonight, and I didn't get to it. Yeah, it's in Kayla's pool. You have to let me know what you think. Okay. Because I thumbed through that when I was bagging it up, and I was just like, "What the heck?" It has is such a nice this? cover, and it is not. Once you get into <laughs> really? it, really, it gets just it demented. Right so, <clears throat> yeah, sweet. Yeah, I, it's still my choice. Ice cream man. Yeah, I. I yeah. I think uh, uh, I, I I'm cool with Strangers in Paradise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was cool with Damage. Yeah, I, I was pretty much cool with everything. It was fine. Spider Man wasn't horrible, but uh, I kind of agree with you. Doctor um, Strange uh, would have been a better Strange, book. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Doctor Strange I would have definitely re- rather reviewed. I I did I did read Avengers six seventy six. Did you like it? I I did, but but with an asterisk. Who wrote this one? There's still I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. They're really doing some interesting stuff with uh, Valerie Vector Voyager. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm I'm curious to see That's where they're going cover. because you know it's interesting and it took me a sec it took me until this story to realize what they're doing they're re because that's a it's a coipel cover it's not even it looks like a vintage avengers number one yeah with loki in the corner mm-hmm. it's a coipel cover huh. it's a coipel riff on avengers number one and they drew valerie vector voyager into the cover Dusty. and then oh, aged yeah. and then aged the book okay um they're basically they they wrote her into it like into all these old, old Marvel Avengers. stories, okay, and they did it in a in in a vintage style, which was really cool. Um, I, I loved how they did it, but then, um, I think they they missed an opportunity, but we'll see how they play it out going forward. Because I thought how they how they took her out of the Marvel universe. And brought her back in was a little ad hoc for me. Mm-hmm. It was just arbitrary. Um, and I, I want to say they missed an opportunity to have her actually erased from memory. You know, to awesome create an man. event that erased her from memory. memory right. Um, because when she came back, a lot of people remembered her like, oh. And it's like, no, but that's not how it was. 
Um, we'll see. I, I'm curious enough. They're doing a good enough job with the writing. That's a great cover. That, it's great cover. Yeah. Was the art great, you guys? Yeah. Was it great? The art I mean, is great. Pill, the, the art was great. It is. That's, that's but, good. Isn't it? That's the, uh, is that the actual signature for the cover artist? Right Let me there? see. Is that Mark Brooks? Yeah. That is Mark Brooks. His Thor huh. looks very Koi Pellish, though. Anyways. Wow. Isn't that, that great? It. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it is great. Um, okay. All right. I stand corrected. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's keep going. Now I totally lost my train of thought. I know. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> now, the other thing that bothers me about this story is that they did a straight up, like, uh, you know, it's like a riff on the original Secret Wars. And I'm like, well, we had Secret Wars, and then we just had Secret Wars to Jonathan Hickman, and now you're kind of doing another Secret Wars story. I don't know why you're doing that. It's weird. I'm really conflicted by it. There's a lot of stuff that really has me wanting to read further, mm-hmm. and other stuff that's, that has me scratching my head, why okay. are you doing this? But I will, I will, I will keep you updated. Okay, well, keep, keep talking. Tell us about trivia time. <laughs> winners and ah trivia time okay so last week let's go ahead and get last week out of the way um last week the the question that i wanted was the first full appearance of wolverine mm-hmm. i don't know if i made that clear i'm pretty sure i made that clear when i said it was actually the first cover also yeah cover and first um, appearance. so the first full appearance of wolverine was hulk number 181 most everybody and and by the way, thank you guys. Thank you so much because we had a ton of responses uh, this time. Um, most everybody gave both. You know, they said, well, his first cameo was Hulk 180. First full appearance was Hulk 181. Um, that's what I was looking for was Hulk 181. Um, winners for last week, uh, the winner of the comics, which were some pretty good comics. Uh, Mr. Miracle, Witchblade. Old Man Hawkeye. Old Man Hawkeye, great books. Christian DePause. Oh, sweet. Congrats, Congratulations. Christian. And the winner of the graphic novel, which, what did we review last week? Um, we reviewed it wasn't Old Dark. Man Logan, L- L- Volume 1. Yeah, Old Man Logan, right. Volume 1, Berserker. Okay, yeah, and that goes to um, Ian, uh, sorry if I get your last name wrong, Dianeta. Dianeta, Ian Dianeta. Um, congratulations, you won the, the graphic novel. Um, now, for this week, I don't think I finished the trivia for you guys. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, this is a long episode anyways. Yeah, okay. So, all right, um, just a couple quick. We're going to do some Terry Moore trivia. Hey, um, do some trivia? Who's uh, Terry Moore's wife? Mrs. Moore. Rachel Moore. That's one. No. No, Holly Golightly. <laughs> no, that's Jim Valen's oh, wife. Dang it! I was—I knew it was somebody. That's Jim Valen's wife. God. <laughs> we'll do Jim Valen's trivia some other time. Yeah, when, sorry. When we do an adult podcast. Yeah, I knew I was like trying to remember because I know I, I know the name. Robin. Yeah, I knew that. With a y. Dude, I, I wouldn't know. Robin Moore. Mm. What? What's her job? She's an illustrator. She's a publisher. No, she is a publisher. She's a publisher for what company? For Abstract um, Studios. Yes, Abstract. Who owns Abstract Studios? Terry Moore, Terry Moore <laughs> and Robin Moore. There you go. Um, 
Yeah, that's all the trivia I had. <laughs> I need, uh, let's see. Okay. All right. For the uh, listener question, um, in, in 1996, uh, Terry Moore won an Eisner Award for Best Serialized Story. What was that story? If you know the answer to that question uh, or can Google it, do it. Send the answer to contact at allstarcomicspodcast.com and you could win some pretty awesome books this week. Yep. Yep. So three books are Strangers in Paradise, 25, uh, XXV, and then number one, just to delineate there, Damage number one, and Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man number 299. Yes. And then the graphic novel that we're about to review, Last Days of American Crime by Rick Remender and Greg Tocchini. Mm-hmm. And... The creative team from Low. Yeah, basically the creative team from Low. And um, if you want, like... Just Rick Remender, gritty crime <laughs> drama thriller. Rick Remender Unchained. Rick Remender Unchained, unfiltered <laughs> before. More than he already is. More than he are, yeah. I mean, you could tell, like, he was really kind of going for it. These are bad people. The whole point of this book is it's the main characters are all bad guys, you know? Um, and Rick Remender's already got, like, a very realistic, pessimistic kind of worldview. So <laughs> he doesn't sugarcoat anything. And. It, it's it's about this final hit before the government essentially makes it impossible to commit crime by means of a broadcast wave that's going to essentially render the american populace unable to think about doing crimes and so you have this main character that's like well i'm going to steal some stuff and be able to basically make money I think it was a printer that he was after. Uh, um, yeah, he'd basically be able to print money. Print I mean, there's money. no long. There's no yeah. longer going to be paper money, but he could. He could. He has one of the electronic boxes. That's that, what it was. That, that would, would be able to give him as much money as he wanted. Yeah, and he's got partners that he has to to deal with, and everybody's got their own agenda. So it's pretty. Yeah, um, if if you're a fan of Tocini and kind of that. I guess you would say painted style. Watercolor. It's not really watercolors though. No, it's um, definitely multimedia. Um, there's a lot he does going on. Pencils. Does he inks? But yeah, he he shows some of the process his process in the back. I guess I should pay attention to that. Um, but then I think that there's <laughs> no. both. Uh, oh snap! Digital uh, and yeah. physical Pencils. coloring. Mm-hmm. Um, That's pretty cool. It, it's. Crazy cool yeah. what he does with art on That's this book. He, then he's doing something with the colors and the inking to make it look the way it does. Yeah, yeah. well, because the colors don't really they he doesn't color inside the lens. No, yeah. on this, uh, not even close. Yeah, um, the style. Though, it's cool. yeah, the style is really really cool. Would you say it's this almost. art is great? There <laughs> we go. Or, it's or, almost great. Or would you say this art is actually amazing? I think it's because rad. this. This art is amazing. Well, you said earlier it's wine and cheese it's art. Right. It is. You know, I think, and I think it is. I think it's. I mean, it's it's highbrow art for me, uh, with comics. And I think, but and for a story as gritty as it is, I do, Johnny. Oh, no, I do. Yes. <laughs> um, it's. I mean, it's. It's so sophisticated and gritty yeah. at the same time that, that I mean, I love it. I, I could I could look at it all day. And in some panels, I had to look at it for a long time just to figure out what was going on, <laughs> which 
which is a problem with him, both in low and here. Yeah. yeah. But I don't care because it's it, kind of like Terry it, Moore. You just it makes you study it all the more. Yeah. All jokes aside, this art, like this whole book, had had like a super groovy feel. Like when you were reading it, it was just like. It it totally sucked you in. Like the the you art is have, absolutely like the pulp amazing. Fiction soundtrack going in the back. Yeah, of your head. yeah. There was. I mean, if I could describe this book to anybody, and I just, <laughs> it's funny. I told my son about this book today, and I said he needed to read it, and he already finished it before I left. So wow. uh, yeah, wow. he's, yeah. He's, now is this issues or is it one story? It's it's, it's just three a one and done. Oversized issues. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's three oversized issues. So it's essentially six issues, six but issues. they put it out in because uh, I was in this book. Yeah, yeah. This it, it's so my description to him was it's basically an uh, an adrenaline ride through the comic book pages of this book yeah. because it once you get into it 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 does not stop and it it sucks you in right away and as soon as it sucks you in you're i mean as fast as you can flip those pages and read i mean that the the story just carries you that fast you're just like oh that's good writing yeah and make no mistake the art as well because the art follows along the writing perfect like it's not like it it definitely complements each other there's not something like i i I read a book recently it's a good it's uh it's a bird it, oh yeah, it's, fine. it's a great story, it but, is, the art's but the art tough. is like, oh my god! So the art made Sorry, it tough Nick. to read, but because <laughs> Nick loaned me that book. <laughs> but the book was good. You the know, at the end, good. I'm like, yeah, I would recommend the book. But but I tell everybody, like, the art is so it's hard weird. to get through. Yeah. Like, it's a pull. But this the uh, this book was amazing. I mean, the art was just so exciting to look at. Yeah. And the, they, the only knock that I have on the art in this one is there were several instances where I'm, I'm reading vertical pages and realized too late that I was supposed to read Horizontal. across the spread. Yes. Yeah. And then I had to go that back happened and, to me once. and reread it. It happened to me like three times <laughs> uh, because he's, he's very inconsistent with how he does that. How he panels. And, with his, and with, a lot of times they'll use, when artists do that, very sharp delineations like you you're almost forced to go over to the next page and with his it's you're not really forced mm-hmm. you you really kind of have to realize that's what's going on so i just want to really no i really want to reiterate this is a mature book this is like hbo cinemax yes. showtime hard r, hard r book okay Oh, just, easy. Just <laughs> wanted hard throw hard. that out there in case we didn't make that clear <clears throat> enough. It is yeah. a gritty, yeah, but all these, gritty book. The, all these books are marked mature, teen, and otherwise. Yeah, right? they are. But it's not like very small. It's yeah. American Gods, wasn't? Remember that? That's true. But yeah. it was like the first issue of Mister Miracle. Um, okay, Johnny. You that, hate Rick Remender, <laughs> so tell us why just, you hate Rick Remender. Uh, I love this art. Uh, a lot. It is uh, weird and beautiful to look at. I don't think it tells a story very well. I don't think it fits um, the the term like sequential art um, well enough. Um, and especially because uh, like I, I love these pages. They they are beautiful, but sometimes they're inconsistent. And I, I get that's his deal. Like um, right here, it's all clean. And then a couple of pages back, it's a mess of coloring. But that also kind of sets up the fact that there's chaos happening in there. And it's exactly you go into a building and it's very clinical and very static. And I love the artistic style and the choice to do that. But 
sometimes it's very hard to get through and very hard to follow uh, especially like the first few like half of the book i was like wait who's talking who are these people because i it, the art is kind of um a chore to look through um and not to say that it's bad because i love this art i love this style i you know i love weird styles like eduardo risso and things like that it, you know things that aren't um what you would uh call i guess generic comic book art um and and like i said i love it it's just it it didn't i feel like it didn't fit very well um and maybe i shouldn't say that because it, it did fit the story it, it's it's dark and gritty um but i i feel like it didn't f uh read well it kind of reminds me and this is completely different when we read uh kingdom come uh i didn't like uh, alex ross's mm -hmm. artwork because i felt like it didn't flow very well uh, the artwork. Um, yeah, I remember thinking you were crazy back then too. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know that that's 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 my one criticism of the art. It's like I feel like it. I think that was my thing with Low as well. When I read the first trade of Low, I was like, this story is interesting. I like the art, but I can't follow it because it's it's all over the place. It's kind of, um, and I don't mean this in a bad way. It's kind of a mess. And also, I don't know why I, I still can't get into Remender's stuff. I I just don't like the character. I just don't like the characters he writes. They're very different from yourself. That's cool. cool. Like even when he wrote Captain America, I despise that book. I really like that run. Uh, yeah, that was a good run. That was a good run. So I yeah. would like to read that actually. Remender's Cap. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Is that mm -hmm. Dimension Z? Dimension yep, Z, Dimension yeah. Z. Mm -hmm. I had fun with that oh, one. Oh, also, yeah, it was because of the art as well. Oh, Romita. That's yeah, just, it's Romita. It's Romita Jr. Well, this is, you know, in a nutshell, this is a heist book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a straight and simple heist book. If you like um, things like in a, Heat. In a very gritty, um, you know. Yeah. I should probably watch Heat. Um, because Did you miss the love story? Because I would say this was more of a love story than a heist. No, it's not a love story. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's not a love story. Wow. Guy loves his mom. <laughs> you know? I think there's elements of a love story wrapped in a crime drama heist book. And it happened to work out that way. But if she didn't end up doing what she did to help out, I think he would have wasted her. Yeah. Like, I don't... That character, I don't think he would have thought twice. Yeah. Um, also, like, this, this world that he created, um, it, it doesn't feel... I don't know, like lived in, you know, with Black Science and um, Low, it, he did a bunch of world building. With this one, he kind of just threw out a, uh, some people with some exposition saying like, oh, this is happening in the world. Well, you have to realize that this is one of the first works, big oh. works that he did. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Before he got into all that. And also, that was one of the actually, that exact reason you're criticizing was one of the reasons I liked it a lot because he didn't spoon feed everything to us. You kind of had to pay attention no, to hey. the dialogue mm. yeah. to get it. it. There was no summary page to say, this is the current state of the world. It was <laughs> just like, here's the story, and here's a heist, and he kind of relied on the fact that, hey, you people better be smart to pick up on what's going on. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, he he definitely he definitely does not um, talk down to his readers or yeah, try, you know, done trying to explain all. everything, you know, because in this world and I was like, you know, it all made sense to me. I mean, there's a point where he goes, you know, that what happened in America to bring all this about was that you had these domestic terrorists who set off six dirty bombs all across the country mm -hmm. in major cities. You had 10 million people just get 
blown away, you know, from dirty nuclear bombs. And the government said, nope, that's it. They had this technology that they'd been working on, and then they they uh, they perfected it that would basically mind control the citizens. If there was anything that you knew that was illegal, you would you would not be able to do that. There would be no more murder. There would be no uh, drug trafficking. There would be no you know muggings or right you know. But the government is forcing you to do you know the right thing by yeah. controlling your mind. But he spent so little time. All of that information is is handled in maybe a half a dozen panels through the book, you know, because it's just somebody saying something about something that happened, and then you move on. The, the whole API, the American Peace Initiative or whatever, Yeah, you know? The thing um, is, I felt like he just threw it out there in the first couple of pages because I felt like I didn't need to pay attention to the rest oh, of the it's book. it's kind of sprinkled yeah. throughout yeah. Like, the first half. It, it is, but um, most of the, the stuff like with the American the Peace Initiative American yeah. Peace Initiative, it's like <laughs> it's in the first few pages. Like almost the whole plot of this world, the whole concept of this world is in the first like 10 pages. And I feel like I don't know, it, it could have been done better. So, I'm sorry, Dusty's so polite. I just want to see how long he'll keep his hand up. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, brother. That's kind of right. We already heard what Tony had to say about it. Uh, I was kind of waiting to, to give a rebuttal on it after you. Oh, God. Uh, the, the book is kind of simple. It doesn't take much to describe the characters and what's going on. It's, it's I mean, the last days of American crime. You have two weeks left before they start, you know, telling you you can't commit a crime anymore. So well, what are you telling you, do you want? You, you won't physically be able or mentally be able to do it. Right. That's so. what I mean. Do you want them to write, you know, have two more comic books attached to that to spoon feed it to you to 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 literally baby feed the more of that plot to you so you can say, well, I think they over-described it because they really wouldn't need to. You would. Like, because you would and, totally and exactly, criticize it that way, it's, too. It's exactly He's got that. Your like, it's it's kind of like, dude, at some point you got to, like, <laughs> really kind of look at the book. Now, just wait a minute. Just, just uh -huh. look at the book for what it is and understand that it doesn't take a rocket scientist to get thrown into this world and understand that, hey, in the opening pages... He's going to burn a guy because he tried to waste him. What, at some point, that sets the president for the book that, hey, you don't have to be a rocket scientist or a mathematician to follow this book. It's going to be straightforward. Mm -hmm. And then by the TV dialogue tells you what's going on. In two weeks, you can't basically think for yourself anymore. And everybody's pissed off. And he's like, hey, we're going to do this heist. It, it's going to get done. And then it just kind of all... You know that 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 whole story that unfolds. It's it's, I mean it it, it yeah. it's not. It doesn't seem that hard to follow, or or no, doesn't need that that much to lead into to get into the story. Like it was, it was definitely uh, good. The 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 art as far as being variant with 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 uh, you know with the action scenes being blurred and and you know the the office scenes being crisp like that just kind of pulled you in you know more into the story because you, visually it makes you understand and i think you know you of all people would, would appreciate that more because we talk about art more on this podcast than than a lot of people as far as like having the artist really draw you into what's going on with that sometimes i feel like you have a bias because you're like, oh, I don't really like this artist. So then you already start reading this book, and then you get a bias to the book. And even though you're like, oh, it's okay, you still I love start this art. you start picking it apart a little bit. Yeah, 
and it, it like really like this art the the lines are super clean like it's just it it's it's really good it's it's great art i i love this art i give the book a five yeah i i don't th- i think all of remender's books are um better than this one and i don't like remender's books i i feel like no you don't yeah, yeah, that's why. Uh, I feel like he created a better world. He created a better story in Black Science. He created a better world and better story in Low. And he's going to continue doing that. I think this one, it feels phoned in. Well, that was, I, was I feel before. the exact opposite. I don't think phoned in just means like, well, hey, I yeah, don't. Yeah, maybe that was a little harsh. too. Yeah, that was, that was too harsh. But it, it just feels like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, with his other characters, he... Even though I don't like his work, he made me care about them. These I don't care. What well, well, they're bad guys. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And this takes—he wrote this years before yeah. the other series. Yeah, I I love this art. I I don't think that it works well f- to tell a sequential story. Um, it, it works many many times, but like Roger said, it's sometimes hard to follow, and that's okay. Uh, that can you know, sometimes can, I like a challenge, Johnny. N- yeah, sure. <laughs> Maybe it is, read better to the ADD because I had no issues with this book whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> What's your rating, Johnny? Um, three and a half. Roger, anything you want to add before your rating? No, I I I love it. It's a five. Yeah, it's, five. It's a, it's a it's an adrenaline rush. Yeah, I, I agree, agree with my rating. It's a, it's a five. Five. For sure. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to previews, and I'm going to barely breathe as we do this, as Kayla goes to look through the book. All right, from Marvel Comics, we have Amazing Spider-Man number 794, we have Avengers 677, Black Panther number 169, Legion number 1 of 5, Marvel 2 and 1 number 2, Marvel's Avengers Infinity War Prelude number 1, Phoenix Resurrection Return of Jean Grey number 4, Star Wars Poe Dameron number 23, Thanos number 15, and X-Men Blue number 20, X-Men Blue Annual number 1. Roger, do we know what we're going to review next week from Marvel? Nope. Okay, so to be determined. Yep. Cool. I love that it says leg. Legacy. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> um, DC Comics. We have Action Comics number 996, Batgirl number 19, Batman Beyond number 16, Blue Beetle number 17, Detective Comics number 973, Doomsday Clock number 3 of 12, which I guess we'll do a light review on that. Well, yeah, we're like going to talk about it. Yeah. No, no spoilers. So we're going to review a different book, though. Yeah. Uh, Flash number 39, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 37. 37! Um, that's, it's, it's, have you ever seen Clerks? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, dude. It's the only thing. In a row? Yeah. Ugh. It's going to be 37 times in a row All soon. Week. Uh, but that is uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 37 is the new story arc with Zod nice. called Zod's Will and cool. Rafa Sandoval is back on art he's so good man. yeah That's so genius. I'm stoked because I really like that series and it's gonna be fun to talk about Hal yeah. uh, facing off against Zod. a Superman villain Superman yeah villain. Come on. Um, anyway after that we have Hellblazer number 18 Justice League of America number 23 Nightwing, The New Order, number six of six. And then we have a new series called Raven, Daughter of Darkness, number one of 12. So we got a new Raven Maxi series coming out. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Uh, Suicide Squad, number 34. Teen Titans, number 16. Wildstorm, number 11. Oh, Wildstorm, number 11 is out next week. Yes. Uh, And then Wonder Woman, number 39. 
From Indie Comics, we have 30 Days of Night, number two of six. Black Science, number 34, Johnny. Uh, Go, Go, Power Rangers, yes. number six. They already have another one out? Has it been a month? Yeah, it's been at least three weeks. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, Manifest Destiny, number 33. Monstrous, number 13. My Little Pony, Legends of Magic, number 10. Sex Criminals, number 21. And Southern Bastards, number 19. Roger, what are we going to review from that? I have no clue. I really want to review uh, Manifest Destiny if it's at all possible. Excuse me. I pull that so I could always take mine sure. and do or read it here and pass sure. it around. We'll have you read it to us. Okay. That sounds we'll good. Johnny, Johnny can sit on my lap. We'll come in. Hell yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> for graphic novels next week, we have a very short list. We have Aquaman, Trade Paperback, Volume 4, Underworld. <laughs> what are you looking up? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> we have Wolverine, Old Man Logan, Trade Paperback Volume 6, Days of Anger, and X-Men Gold Trade Paperback Volume 3, Mojo Worldwide. The graphic novel we're reviewing next week is a heavy one. Oh, man. Oh, oh we're doing that. We're yeah. doing Mouse, the we're doing, complete works. Yeah, Mouse. Volume 1 Not and 2. Mouse Volume 1, Mouse Volume 1 and 2. Yeah. Heavy stuff. With Nathan Armantrout. Yes. So Sweet. I should read his Essex County. Which one? Let's do a Back to the Future joke. Oh yes, that's true. I am I am ashamed that I didn't catch on to that. I've never seen that word again. In the future, is there something wrong with Earth's gravitational pull? <laughs> <laughs> well done, Matt. Bring in the the. Dude, that's earth. my favorite movie. Yeah. I've seen it like a million times. That's a good favorite movie to have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, question or no news? Do we have news? Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry, I almost forgot to write okay, news. Okay, news. First thing I got: uh, Conan is returning to Marvel Comics after 18 years. Oh, Conan. O'Brien. Conan the, ba the Barbarian. Barbarian. Oh, okay. Yeah, January 2019, but not the O'Brien. The two covers that they released is one by Mike Dodato with uh, Wolverine and Thor on it. Interesting. And then the other one was an Asad Rubik cover, which just looks super dope. I think I've seen that one. Yeah, that one looks yeah. really cool. So, um. Yeah, they had the license, but for the past, like, 18 years, it's gone. So that's kind of interesting if anyone cares about Conan the Barbarian. Um, Marvel hired a new publisher. Uh, this came out yesterday. Uh, Dan Buckley apparently went to uh, Marvel Entertainment, is now in charge over there, and they hired uh, John Knee, former DC. John guy. Knee? Yeah. It's <laughs> I know. <laughs> N-E-E. -E. I know. <laughs> So um, that's kind of interesting. Marvel's having a lot of a top executor shakeup. You know, what do you guys think about that? I guess do what warranted. you have. <laughs> yeah, do what you have to do to write the ship, man. They, oh, the other one that I remembered reading. Yeah, writing shit. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I was gonna that I, I forgot about was um, Gail that? Simone. Oh yeah, is gonna be writing a Domino series. Sweet. That's interesting. Um, yeah, and I reading what she said in the interview about it seemed like I could read this and enjoy it. So Domino's pretty cool. And the artist they cool. got is yeah. is cool. Yeah. So well, that might be good. We might have to check that out. Yeah, I don't know if it's a f like an ongoing or a maxi series or whatever. Domino feels like a character that should first be just a mini series and see how that goes. Yeah. Um, Depending on how successful the movie is. <laughs> God, you're talking about Deadpool too. Yeah, Deadpool too. Yeah. Uh, that just makes me angry. But it's Gail Simone, and Gail Simone's one of those writers that I'm fairly one of consistent the best. on. Yeah, yeah, like I could read something of hers and be really satisfied. So oh, yeah. And then uh, Roger, do you want me to go down the list that uh, Diamond put out for top 2017 books? No. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you had some gripes with that. But that, besides that, that was... Dude, the, there's... <laughs> yeah, we... Uh, that's so... That's... that's yeah, it's poppycock. No, we don't have to. I'm just saying that was the last piece of news that the that's ap- that list go is ahead. absolute you know poppycock. It's it's ten <laughs> comics. Go ahead, okay. run down. Um, the top ten single issues for 2017 according to Diamond were ten Phoenix Resurrection Return to G Grey number one, number nine Dark Knight's Metal number four, number eight Doomsday Clock number two, number seven Dark Knight's Metal number two. Number six, Dark Knight's Metal. Number three, a whole lot of Batman in this list. (laughs) Number five, Secret Empire. Number one, number four, Secret Empire Zero. Sure. No, no. (laughs) Number three, Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man. Number one. No. Two, Dark Knight's Metal. Number one, and number one, Marvel Legacy. That's true. Yeah, no. (laughs) So there's Marvel Legacy, best selling comic of the year. Diamond Diamond Comics, new math. I'm not, I'm not going to get into it. You want me to do the trades? That list yeah. is made no, up. No, let's just move on. No, the trades are interesting because it's like Saga Volume 8 or Saga Volume 7, Saga Volume 1. It's, it's mostly indie. Yeah, it's and uh, what, like Walking Dead Volume 1 is always on there? Number 10, 7 to Eternity Volume Walking 1. Walking Dead is actually not. Oh, really? Yeah. Number 10, 7 to Eternity Volume 1. Number Sweet. 9, Saga Volume 8. Number 8, Walking Dead. Here's Negan Hardcover. That's uh, the special that they did the, his origin in. Oh, in, there you go. In the, in the magazine, they were doing four-page things. Oh, they so they, they put it out as a hardcover. Nice. Yeah, it sold pretty well. Um, number seven, Rick and Morty, Volume 1. What? <laughs> go get that. Uh, number six, Monstrous, Monstrous, Volume 1. Oh, sweet. Uh, number five, Batman, Volume 1. Of course. Uh, number four, Paper Girls, Volume 1. Huh. Number three, The Walking Dead, Volume 27. That's a no-brainer. And then number two, Saga, Volume 1. And number one, Saga, Volume 7. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty yeah, interesting. That's cool. Saga and well, Paper Girls, man. DKV. Yeah, I mean that, and, and that list is is easier to to stomach. Um, the funniest thing about that is that the only DC book on there is Batman Volume One. I am Gotham. Yeah. Which, Sorry, look, I know everybody loves Batman. Everybody reads Batman, but that is that you know, especially that book is not one of DC's top books no. for rebirth especially if you're putting it in it gets there's a half a dozen books ones. better yeah. than that one well, that uh, but i understand i understand batman sales sale list i mean i'm assuming that's where it's based on no diamond diamond cooks the train. books do you want me to do a uh, retail mark share and stuff no. uh, right. Mar- marvel was like 36 yeah. percent. dc was at 30 percent yeah um it unit share true. unit share is a little tighter yeah. but um no diamond cooks their books did you know the, on the top ten comics, Doomsday Clock number one wasn't on there? Yeah, which is bull crap. It was not number one. Huh, uh-huh. That's bull crap. It's okay. because um, it's because yeah. the it's because the lenticular cover for number one had a uh, dollar higher price tag, and Diamond treats those as different SKUs. That's so stupid. Okay, so the four ninety nine books are counted as one comic, and the five ninety nine books are counted as a different comic. Interesting. Uh, last note on here. I just wanted to say, well, Diamond notes that this is their fourth biggest year ever, but their single issue sales were basically down everything from ten percent for all comics wide. So go figure. Yeah, that out. and I think I think the story is actually probably a little scarier than that. Yeah. How are they having their fourth biggest but, year down ten percent? Yeah. Um. I also I, I don't think you know because you look you had last year. Um. You had uh, Hastings, 
yeah. go out of business. Man, that was a cool store too. There's 130 stores in in, in the chain, and then there 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 have been uh, no shortage of other comic shops going out of business. And how how Diamond can lose sales like that, uh, or accounts like that, and you know have the fourth biggest year. There's other stuff going on. I think look, there's the problem. I think with having a monopoly. They get to choose what information they put out, and they don't have to account to anybody. Are they, they you know? a private company or are they publicly traded? They're private. Oh, right. It's owned by Steve Giuseppe, hmm. who, I mean, I don't have a problem with him personally. Um, but I also think that he, you know, sees himself as a steward of the industry, and he doesn't want to scare people, you know. Uh, but so I and because of that, I don't think I just question how forthright he is with the information that that company has access to, being the only game in town. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. you know that's my two cents. <laughs> All right, <That's> <laughs> uh, questions because that was the last segment of news, that right? Peace. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, do you have, do we have any questions uh, from the email? Yes, Johnny? or Roger? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's gotten written down. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Mr. James Mason, g'day. Oh, nice. Wants to know, uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm sure it's it's, it's the right guy. What, my southern Australian accent doesn't work? (laughs) That was totally (laughs) fine. It works perfectly. Still, g'day to everybody out there. That's such a great way to to say hello. Anyway, uh, James wants to know, which DC hero... Would we like to see an old man version of? Wait, he said a DC? La Marvel. Which DC? Oh. Did he say Marvel? Oh, I don't know. I thought he said what character. Up. I thought that was the whole. Or was it just character? Maybe. I don't know. We can go with that. It doesn't matter. Which character would you like to see an old man version of? Oh, yeah. He's, he did say DC. Huh. That's, that's what I thought. Okay, DC. Which DC <laughs> character would you like to see an old man version of fighting? What old man villain? <laughs> we've already seen old man Batman. Yeah, we've That's seen old man Batman would, and Superman. You know, I, I would actually like to see Harlequin. <clears throat> and I know it's not old man. I apologize. But seeing no. Harlequin would be freaking awesome. But sometimes she acts like a dude. Well, right. Yeah, so make but, her really old and put her against like. In a nursing home. Old ass with, uh, Joker or Penguin even older. So We've kind of got Hal too in a sense with the parallax stuff. Well, mm. that aged him. That didn't make yeah. him old, though. In a, in a I sense. mean, it'd be cool to see old man Hal, like, trying like to... Old, old man. Yeah, but, yeah, but then again, like, we had, in Kingdom Come, we had Alan Scott, old man, yeah. you know? So we've we've seen a lot of that just from... I think it'd be cool old man Aquaman, like a grizzled, you know, king, you know? It'd be like a Thor type. Yeah, something like that. Cool. <laughs> that would be kind of fun yeah. to see him, like, like, not wanting to, like... Step aside, you know, from the throne. Like, let's say he has, like, you know, some kids that are, like, next in line, and they're all just waiting for dad to die. <laughs> so, that'd hey, be kind of fun. ask me why I didn't say Wonder Woman. Because she's God. She's she God. can't get old. Well, Thor I, can get I old. agree. She'll always be bullied. That's because Thor sucks compared to Wonder Woman. Oh! <laughs> Them's <laughs> fighting words. But I agree. I said compared to Wonder Woman. I, I agree. Like, I didn't, you know. Yeah, cool. Thor's cool, but... <laughs> yeah. I'd take Diana any day. I'd say oh, something yeah. like um, Dick Grayson without Batman around. Batman's already passed away, and like Dick's like the new old man around. You know, Dude, wouldn't he be the same thing? I think. No, aren't we Dick's getting more hopeful? Yeah, <laughs> way more hopeful. <laughs> yeah, no, Dick. 
Dick Grayson is a better Batman anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, aren't we getting yeah. that with uh, um, New Order? Yeah, New, New Order. Order. But he's kind not old. old. Well, forties. Like, yeah, I know that's ancient to you. <laughs> <laughs> like old, like like Hawkman or like, Hawkeye. You mean? Yeah, ho- yeah, I'd probably do Old Man Hellblazer. <laughs> Oh, he's already more. He's already gnarly on, enough. Yeah. But yeah, just yeah. that'd be kind of fun. Old, angry, you know, talking yeah. smack to the demons and stuff. That, yeah. that would be fun. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> right, that'd be fun. What was the other question? Ah, yes, right. Okay, so uh, next question comes in from uh, I believe it came in from Frank Candeloro. Uh, is that right, Johnny? Thanks, James. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it was James Mason, right? That asked the first wait, one. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, James. Um, Frank wants to know how we feel about the evil Tim Drake storyline. Do you I think it's know. a good plot device? How are you liking it? Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm assuming we're talking about from Detective, Detective Comics, Comics and Probably from and one. Super uh, Sons of the Future or Tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Future, future Tim Drake. I don't like it one bit. Why? Tim Drake is my guy, and I don't want to see him be bad. <laughs> Remember, this is an alternate time, though. Yeah. The thing is, like, I feel like we've seen it with, like, Red Hood and, you know, like, oh, everybody turns against Batman that works for him. It's but just kind you, of... If you read the story, he doesn't. Dun-dun-dun! Yeah. Maybe I should catch up on the. He's a great... I, look, I think he makes a, a great foil mm-hmm. for the entire Bad Family. Because he, he knows that was the what secrets. Frank's, yeah, that was you know kind of Frank's point too. He really liked that that twist, and uh, I think he's formidable. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's like the he's smartest. Sm- oh, he's the yeah. he's the you he's, know the very calculating like the, the best, mind, the best, and Robin. being older and yeah. having you more know, experience, more experience, and gone through and and grittier. Um, he's yeah, he brings it. And, yeah. and I, I I love that they did it. I think it was some great storytelling. It was. Uh, did you read the Super Sons finale? No. I thought it was. I have the last two issues of that. Okay. To finish. Uh, I won't say too much then. I thought it was really cool what they did, kind of taking him from future Batman to a new identity. You know, okay. being yeah. called savior, yeah. right? Because he sees himself as like this protector, savior of like things within the time stream, right? Um, and he's. Still, kind of is like he's not necessarily like a villain. Villain. He's kind of yeah. An it's a little more complex than that. Yeah, and I I think cool. that's what makes it fun to read. So I dug it. Nice. So and once Sweet. again, it's alternate Tim. It's not right. Yeah. The Tim. Yeah, I know. Prime Tim. Yeah. He's the best Robin. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go into that. Them's fighting words, Johnny. Yeah. Um, okay, so Blake uh, asks, what DC character would you like Remender to write? Oh. He hasn't written any DC, huh? No. Yeah. Well, um, after reading Last Days of American Crime, I would go with Harley and Poison Ivy. I, I would love to see a Gotham City Sirens. Something cool. Something yeah. gritty. Gritty, Because he dark, could, yeah. he could yeah. do do something in Gotham. Yeah. Um, once again, he could probably pull off, like, the question. Yeah. Something you know down that that road would be kind of cool. Um, Maybe Batman Beyond that might be. He cool. does do well yeah. with like kind of futuristic kind of sci-fi, stuff too yeah. in sci-fi. So I mean, I I shouldn't limit just because we read something super gritty. I mean, he's he's he can flex like black those. Black science is crazy science. Yeah, he yeah. can flex yeah. those muscles pretty well. Um, geez, that's actually now that I think about it, there's a lot that would be yeah. cool to see Remender take on. He'd be good at just about anything. 
Yeah. I would actually like to like to see him take on a uh, character somewhere in Metropolis because I feel like he would be a good good uh, writer to pull out the the dark in Metropolis, which oh, yeah. the dark in Gotham is is always That's easy. like yeah. obvious and prevalent. But I think yeah. he'd be a good writer to actually pull out the dark in Metropolis. I and think he, he can, could find it. That's he could and he good. could do I think well, kind of juxtaposing that against the hopefulness of Superman because yeah. I mean he does sure. that a lot in mm-hmm. Low with sure. his other characters. Yeah. She's hope in the dark yeah Yeah. kind of thing so that'd be kind of fun um blake also asks what titles spinning out of dark knight's metal are you most looking forward to i'm assuming he means the new age of dc heroes like sideways or something we have sideways we have damage we have new challengers we have the immortal men silencer terrifics the terrifics and um there's another one with um is there yeah there's one more that got announced Terrifics, Jeff Lemire. Sorry, I know if Jeff Lemire's on that slate, you can't not. Uh, The answer for me is all of them. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm. I was telling Cody earlier. I was like, look, with whatever they did with this whole new age of DC heroes, like promoting new characters and and whatever, it hooked me. (laughs) Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick up at the very least number ones of all of them. Are they starting to roll out now? Like one every couple weeks or something. Uh, I believe out. it'll be once a month. Once a month. And there's six of them, you said? Six or seven? No, there's like going to be more than... Oh. There's Brimstone. Curse of so Brimstone. they've got to do like every two weeks. There's the... I think it's called The Unexpected that, oh, that um, uh, Ryan Sook is on the art for. Okay. That's the one that they announced recently. So then they've got to be coming out more than once a month. Like, there's that many. They're maybe one or... Well, one right now and I think maybe two maybe next two month. month. Something like that, but I think just off, like off the top, now that I've read Damage, um, Sideways and Terrifics are the next two that I'm yeah. super stoked yeah. on. But you gotta like remember, like these creative teams that they're putting out, they've got for new challengers, they've got Andy Kubert and Scott Snyder, and then for Immortal Men, they've got James Tynan and Jim Lee. Like all star teams. Yeah, they're kind of like, it's almost like an all star yeah. kind of lineup that they're they're putting out. So it. With the Terrifics, the first the first three issues are going to be Ivan Reyes, and then the oh, next nice. after that continuing is going to be um, Doc Shaner. And these mm. are all miniseries, right? I don't know. I I think they're going to try to do ongoings with them. Yeah. But I have a feeling most of them will be maxi series. Jonathan, I'm with you. I like I like them all. Like I'm, yeah. you know, reading metal and and not even without reading metal. I think just diving into them after reading Damage. I think if they if they keep the pace of this and they can do this with some of the other characters, I'm excited to see. DC has done such a wonderful job with the characters that they've had for so many years. It's kind of exciting to see what they're going to do with some new characters yeah. and what they can develop. So I am kind of excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, with, like, and, you know, you do have some familiar phases in the lineup, like the Terrifics, but it's yeah. just a new team. Right. Uh, but then you've got stuff like Sideways. We don't know anything yeah, about that character. That and the the character Sideways himself is a fan of the DC heroes. So when he gets the powers, he, I want to be like the DC yeah, heroes, better. you know, you know, kind of, yeah, a little bit like that. Um, or you have, like, uh, the character Curse of Brimstone. He has these powers, but it's, like, literally, like, torture to use them. Mm. Like, that's the whole angle with that character so you have these kind of interesting takes that they're doing so i'm i'm excited for all of them they have good teams so yeah um that's it i have another question oh do you i forgot yeah nathan texted me a question over i remembered it earlier 
Um, yeah, Nathan wanted to know whatever happened to the lightning round. <laughs> that's why we it became that. it became trivia. Yeah, it became trivia, Nathan. <laughs> that's that's why. But and I was like, yeah. and no one would think of their own lightning round, and they would be like, oh, that oh. and yeah, and it then, was never a minute. The, it was either it was either five minutes or I don't know what I want to talk about. I think so. I have an answer for that. <laughs> I think superheroes with bone arrows are really dumb. <laughs> What did like, did like people like Hawkeye or something? Because he's just a guy, he, like or just anyone with the like. Bow seriously, dude. Like, he, like, all right. So he's got to hold this bow all the time. He gets oh, into yeah. a fight and he's just got to hold That's this why he bow. Puts the and then and then Man. you run out of arrows. He like, has collapsible bows. It's the dumbest thing ever. They yeah. even picture it. What we were reading Spider Man and Hawkeye was. Was in a battle and he's holding his bow the whole time. He's got he's fighting. He's got one hand because he's holding the bow. Oh. Like oh, <laughs> I think bows are so <laughs> dumb. Like say that argument for any hero with a weapon, they're holding it the whole time. Oh, the lasso stays here. <laughs> well, right? her sword does. The ring is here. <laughs> she has a spot for her sword, but I apparently mean, he didn't have a spot. He, no, he was holding his hand. That's yeah. what I was. I like, mean, here's here's doing. the thing though. In like in the Age of Ultron movie, one of the better scenes is when Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye yeah. is trying to convince Scarlet Witch to to go out and do her thing. He's like, "Look, I don't know how to do any of this stuff either. I'm just a guy with a weapon from the Paleolithic era, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. That might have been from Fractions Run. It was something." Something, something along, like that. Yeah. Something along those lines that the movie kind of echoed the same sediment yeah. too. So I guess the thing is like whatever talent you got, use it. I hope this answered the question. <laughs> Apparently that well, was yeah, because we round. just spent a few minutes on your lightning <laughs> on your on that your was the point. on your like ten just, second lightning it was, round. It become tangential like wait right. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, if you guys like what you're listening to, please uh, go leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us out. Um, you wait, can wait, wait. Review. I have a question for you. Oh. This, this will be my lightning round, my five-minute lightning round. Oh, God. Hey, hey, Jonathan. Yeah. Did you read Oblivion Song? Did you finish it? Did that come out? I, I didn't finish it yet. It has not come we out. Re- oh, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> there's 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 a secret that... Are we going to share it? Sure. Yeah, why not? So, wait, what? Yeah, so um, uh, yeah. the whole first trade is already done. And they Released? S- no. Oh. Yeah. They sent special retailer-only copies huh. to hype the book. And uh, Roger yeah, I've, I've read the whole trade. I read yeah, it yesterday. <laughs> Maybe. Depends on how fast <laughs> That's what I, 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 I told Johnny yesterday and, and Jonathan today. It's like that book could be worth hundreds of dollars. I'm like, I don't know. I'm putting on gloves to read it, guys, so... I don't. So, I don't want to read it. it. <laughs> check it out. Just, just, it's yeah. Interesting. I'm it's intrigued. Okay. It's okay so far. Okay. What's it for? Robert Kirkman's um, new series called Oblivion. Song. Oblivion song. Oh, okay. It's like a post-apocalyptic type story. Okay. Yeah. All titles. Not before. really. Well, that's what it looks like from yes. the He's pulling out all stops to market this thing because yeah. he sent retail before the FOC, before our orders are due for the number one issue. Sent us the first full graphic novel, so wow. now I mean, you gotta wait six months to get a new issue, yeah. you know, to read the next part of the story. Um, which was in well, this is true, um, but he's you know, presumably thinking that you know, it's a strong enough story that retailers will up their orders for all not just the first issue, but all of the first four issues. Will um, you, now that you've read it, will you? 
I don't know. I'm conflicted. I have, you know, reservations. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> it's it's good, um, but I have. But is it that good? Because the other thing he's doing is he's coming out with a collector's edition number one. Is he really? Yeah, it's more like a video game promotion. <laughs> Than a, a normal Robert comic Kirkman promotion has essentially become like what Kiss is, like the band. Like yeah. if you can put like their their whole marketing thing is like anything that can have our logo will have our we'll logo have and we will sell it. Yeah. Kirkman is becoming that machine. A Kiss toilet seat cover? Yes. You know, Walking Dead's gonna have some zombified toilet seat or whatever, yeah. some casket that you can bury that's gonna be zombie yeah. proof. They will go that far. So I, I wouldn't put a skybound store. Yeah, he has found a way to make money. Yeah, but it's got it's it comes with the statue. <laughs> Are you and serious? Yeah, it's limited to one thousand. Uh, okay, that's dumb. Uh, a v- alternate cover to to number one. Okay, um, whatever this little pack of print. I, you I know, love it, and it's like uh, it. it's like two hundred bucks for issue number one, but it's limited to a thousand. And so I'm sitting back thinking, dude just figured out how to make two hundred thousand dollars on a you yeah. know on a single comic. Kirkman knows his audience, but that's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, you know, interesting. More power to him. But um, you know, the story, you know, there's there's enough there that ha- it has me interested. The art, I'm on the fence about. Um, I think the pa- the color palette is super dark, mm-hmm. so that. You know, eh. but um, based off of but what I think that I think that it if it's a if it's a an extended series in the vein of like East of West or Saga, Why the Last Man, Rachel Rising, something like that that goes forty five to sixty issues, I'm down. I think that you could definitely do it, but that's not typically Kirkman's mo. You know, he does long series for mm. the most part. Yeah. Um, Out Outcast is not going to stop anytime soon. Um, yeah. I mean, he he goes he goes on ten plus year runs. Uh, I don't know if there's enough there with this story, but he also man he knows how to he knows how to mix it up. My thing with what I've read so far, and I only got a few pages in, is I still read Outcast. I still read The Walking Dead. Um, Invincible. I'm, well, Invincible's ending. Sad, <laughs> but You're still reading it. the it's still reading it. Yes, every time I say I'm gonna trim down some books, yeah, I always them. I always go to like trim out like Outcast or Walking Dead or whatever, and I'm like, if I still want to read it, like, <laughs> so it's 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 this weird thing. Like, I don't feel like I need to read it until I go to take it off, and I'm like, I'm still hooked. Like, he's got me on on the string, you know, kind of thing. So I'll let you know once I get further into it, I'll, we'll I'll knock it out probably in the next day or two here. But anyway, it's way past Johnny's bedtime. He's falling asleep. So we got to like, definitely yeah. am. If you guys like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, like share, subscribe rate, you know, all that stuff. It helps us out. If you want to go above and beyond, go to patreoncom slash all-star comics podcast. Uh, you can get on as little as a dollar. Three dollars gets you the exclusive content. Typically, right now, our our hot ticket item is Multiversity University. Which thank you, Aaron, for sending in the email <laughs> for because uh, th- uh, we enjoy listening to Larry. Also, can I ask questions? Um, yep. Right. Oh yeah, guys, if you want to like ask us questions, you can shoot them to the email, um, and 
hear us I have poorly, a question. poorly answer them. Yes. I have a question. Yes. Uh, what shirt am I wearing? The All-Star Comics Podcast shirt that you got here at Horizon Comics for sixteen ninety five. Am I correct? You are. Where can everyone else get one if they like? Horizon Comics. And can they maybe email Horizon Comics to get one somehow? You should put them out. I've already if, I've shipped a couple can. of them out. Did you, put you them, did you put them out on the Instagram? Yes. <laughs> oh, I missed that. <laughs> well, thanks for promoting for us. Yes, thank you, Dusty. Um, God knows we're not going to do it. <laughs> I'm still waiting for you to put on that crop top one. I know. Um, anyway, uh, if you want to keep up with everything at Horizon Comics, you can like Horizon Comics on Facebook.com. Uh, or you can follow at Horizon Comics on the Twitters and the Instagrams. If you want to keep up with everything Johnny related, you can follow me everywhere at the Johnny Two X Four. Dusty, I saw Johnny. He did put that crop top on. It was originally a long shirt. He made it like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Uh, if you want to keep up with everything audio, video game, and production, produce, blah, 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 yep. Wait. Uh, I just beat the first Matt. Gears of War series, so the Hydra 5 5. Check that out. Yeah. I am at St. Jonathan on the Twitters and the Instagrams. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great night, and we'll see you next week. All right, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Multiversity University. I am your host, Larry Douglas. Now, last time we left off with the beginning of our discussion of the Golden Age. And you might remember all that we really talked about was when the Golden Age began, 1938, and when it ends. And we said that the true Golden Age really ends in 1945. Now, tonight, I want to talk about the comic that actually began the Golden Age, Action Comics number one. But uh, what really started the Golden Age wasn't so much Action Comics itself. It was really the Superman story in Action Comics. And so that's really what we want to focus on. But before we do that, I'd like to talk a little bit about Superman's creators, Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster, because they're obviously very important to this story. Now, uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster both had something in common. They were both the son of poor Jewish immigrants. Um, so they were basically first-generation Americans. Um, now, Jerry Siegel was born and lived in Cleveland. Um, he was kind of a nerd. Uh, wasn't called a nerd then, but was somebody we would call a nerd today. He wasn't interested in the things that other high school students were interested in when he reached that point. He was interested in things like science fiction and writing science fiction. Um, also, Jerry Siegel had uh, a tragedy that occurred to him when he was in high school. At the age of 14, his father died during a robbery. Now, he wasn't actually killed by the robbers. What happened was that during the robbery, his father suffered a heart attack and ended up dying. But as a result of that, Jerry Siegel really developed a thirst for creating characters that would protect the oppressed and downtrodden, protect the weak and those who would seek justice. And of course, this would lead him to creating the character we know today as Superman. Now, Joe Schuster, um, also the son of poor Jewish immigrants, also a first generation, not really American, actually Canadian, uh, because Joe Schuster was born and lived in Toronto. Now, his family was extremely poor, even poorer than Jerry Siegel's. They were so poor that they couldn't afford heat 
which you can imagine living in Toronto made it very cold in their home for much of the year. So Joe Schuster, uh, although he was interested in art, he had to learn how to draw often with gloves and mittens on because it was so cold in his house. Also, his eyesight was so bad that even with glasses, he had to hold his face literally just a couple of inches from the paper to be able to draw. And his family was so poor that they couldn't even afford paper for him to draw on. Instead, uh, he would draw on old scraps of wallpaper and just scraps that he would find lying around. Now, when he was in high school, his family moved to Cleveland, and he ended up going to the same high school that Jerry Siegel was going to, and they found that they had a lot in common. They became friends. They were both interested in nerdy-type things like science fiction. In fact, they even tried publishing their own magazine called Science Fiction that they wrote stories for, and one of the stories that was noteworthy was a story about a character they called Superman. Now, this Superman was very different from the character that we know today. This Superman was somebody who was super intelligent. Um, He was not an alien. He was a human being who had evolved himself to become this extremely intelligent person. Uh, But he used his intelligence for evil, basically, for ruling over others and for committing criminal acts. Um, In fact, he was even bald, so in a lot of ways, he was more like Lex Luthor than the actual Superman character that we think of today. Now, Science Fiction Magazine and that Superman story didn't sell very well. In fact, nobody was interested in buying it at all. But Siegel and Schuster didn't give up. They uh, they thought that maybe they'd made a mistake with this Superman character. They thought there was some potential there, but they thought that maybe instead of being evil, he should be good. Maybe instead of being a criminal, he should protect people from criminals. Maybe instead of oppressing people, he should protect people from the oppressed, from being oppressed. And so they worked on that character and uh, developed basically the character that we think of today as Superman, uh, the hero who would protect the downtrodden and who would seek justice. Now, they did try to sell that as a comic strip. Uh, They send it out to many different publishing companies and they received nothing but rejections uh, because nobody wanted to publish that. They thought the story was just too fantastic, too unbelievable. Nobody would be interested in reading a story that was that unbelievable. It didn't mean that Siegel and Schuster, though, were not becoming somewhat successful, they actually ended up being hired as comic book writers. They were one of those... uh, Jewish writers whose work was getting rejected that uh, Major Malcolm Wheeler Nicholson turned to 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 work for his struggling national allied publications. And so he hired them to work for him, and they actually began writing for him with New Fun Comics number six, and then they also went on to write for Detective Comics. In fact, they actually uh, wrote a a a character called Slam Bradley, which was one of the more popular features in Detective Comics before Batman came along. And, uh, of course, this would then put them in a position to be able to finally get their Superman character published, which we'll talk about next time. Thanks for joining us, and we will continue talking about Action Comics number one and the development of Superman on our next episode.